Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey everybody, welcome to Best Show Bests, the best of the best show. And you can find out more about The Best Show over at thebestshow.net. It airs live every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And if you're new to the program, this show, are uh, these are little bite-sized bits and greatest hits type samples of what we do every week. So if you like this, maybe you check out the full show. And if you want to support The Best Show, we have a Patreon set up over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. That is how you support the program. It is listener-sponsored now, and you give what you can, and we appreciate it. And there are prizes and benefits at all different levels of giving. So again, go to patreon.com slash thebestshow and support the show. And now please, without further ado, check out this episode of Best Show Best. Back to the hot phones. Hot phones burning hot all night long. Best Show. Hey, Tom, it's Billy Merkelworth and uh, Susan. How's it going? Um, it's going good, Billy. Good. Uh, hey, you? I'm not sure if, if anyone's hit this yet, but uh, do you see this thing where this minister was uh, saying to, to cut Trump some slack because he's a baby Christian? Um... I saw something about that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, he certainly has the hands for it, right? Ugh. What? Ugh. What? That's a groaner. Well, man, you're worse than the snoozes I had on 6118 last Saturday. On what? What's that? 60, excuse me? 6118? Yeah, those dolts laughed even less than you did. Who? <laughs> Which dolts? My passengers. Your passengers? Yeah. You know, granted, 6118 is a red eye, so they're pretty tired. Pardon me? <laughs> oh, no, I was just yelling something, asking people to talk quieter. Are you cracking the whip over there? Yeah, it's a little bit. So, yeah, so 6118 was a, what, a red eye? Yeah, yeah, so the passengers were, were pretty tired. But, you know, it's still, show the artist some love, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but when you say passengers, uh, I'm a little confused. What What are you talking about? Oh, I'm a flight attendant for Southwest Airlines. Ah, uh, okay. So pass. Okay, sure. And for Southwest Airlines, yeah, that's uh. For people who don't know, Southwest Airlines is like it's the it's like the informal air. I guess the flight attendants are very kind of casual, and and you keep things light and fun and. And tell jokes and stuff rather than the usual more more uptight flight attendants. Well, it's not just telling jokes, Tom. A lot of thought, writing, planning, rewriting goes into each of my shows. Your shows. Yeah. Well, my flights. You know, I I, I call them shows, and I'll, I'll tell you, if you ever flew with me, <laughs> mm-hmm. you'd think you were at, at the Comedy Cellar. Really? So you call your flights shows? I do, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Okay, and you uh, you'd think I would mistake it for being at a at a, an actual comedy show. Oh yeah, you'd think you're uh, at the comedy store. No. Or the Laugh Factory. Okay, some real big names there. Well, yep, I mean, yeah. would you be willing to give uh, me a little uh, insight into what goes on on a typical flight? Sure. Well, you know, the first thing I'll do is I'll 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 get the flight manifest, you know, and I'll I'll see if there's any FPs on the flight, you know, and then I'll I'll be sure to make mention of those FPs when I do my tight three. Okay, tight. What is a tight three? Well, like, you know how stand-ups will do like a tight five or or a or a, or a tight ten mm-hmm. in their sure. show. Yeah. Well, honestly, the cubicle zeros at, at Southwest front office—they don't want me doing more than three minutes of Billy Tainment before we take off. Uh huh. Basically, because they're jealous of me. Billy Tainment. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give the passengers two minutes of nonstop Merkel yucks. Mm-hmm. You know, so that. That that hooks them, and like Spartacus said, leave them wanting more, right? Like Spartacus, wait, that's what Spartacus said. Leave, yeah, I yeah. don't. I I'm pretty sure Spartacus. What? I'm documented. It's in the Bible. Okay, I'm pretty sure Spartacus didn't say leave them wanting more. Hmm. That sounds like a showbiz. Uh, yeah, no, that sounds like something like like P.T. Barnum would say or something. We could bat, bat that back and forth all night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I choose not to. Yeah. And, and when you say, you had said something earlier about when you're, when you're getting ready for your, your, what I call a flight and what you call a show, Yeah, that you check it to see if there's FPs on the flight. Yeah. Which means what? Famous people. Oh, I've heard that before. Yeah, FPs, yeah, yeah. famous people. Yeah, I've met a ton of them too. As a matter of fact, you got to check out my Facebook page to see who I've performed for. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a fan page someone set up for me. Just go to Facebook and 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 uh, search Billy Tainment. Okay, hold on one second. Facebook. Dot com. Billy Tainment. Yeah. Okay, here's a there's a this list? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Wow, this is some kind of list. Jackie the Joke Man Martling, Anthony Weiner, Roger Grimsby, ABC Anchorman, Linda Lavin, Charles S. Dutton, Charles P. Dutton. Lance Armstrong, Danny Bonaducci, Valerie Harper, Cy Kernan from the from the Fix. Yes. Cicely Tyson, Billy Barty, Rhonda Shear, Stan Musial, Ron Jaworski, Donnie Wahlberg, Udonis Haslam from the Miami Heat, uh, Mary Lou Retton, Doug Flutie, Steve Martin. Steve Martini, the author. Yep. Adonal Foyle from the Golden State Warriors. Yep. Tony Rosado. Uh, Willie Randolph. Ben Montench Sr. Yeah. That's the father of, of musician Ben Montench. Also plays. Okay, also a musician as well. Yep. Lorenzo Music, who was the doorman on Rhoda. Yep. Uh, Burt Ward. 
Robin, uh, Charo, Anthony Michael Hall, Roger Moore, Corliss Williamson from the Sacramento Kings. Yep. Kim Fields. Tootie. Mm-hmm. Randy Quaid. Uh, Matthew Modine. Beverly D'Angelo. Greg Lazinski. Uh, Popeye Jones from the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Yep. Um, Billy Zane. Yep. Judd Nelson. Uh, Jamie West Orem, also from the the fix they were right? not sitting together they were not okay that's interesting no they they have some kind of feud going it was they were they were flinging um cutlery at each other mm-hmm. yeah. so that's why that's why you didn't list it like as Cy Kernan and Jamie West Orem. exactly yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Chauncey Billups from the mm-hmm. de, uh, from the uh Detroit Pistons uh Del Bozio mm-hmm. um Andy Milanakis my favorite comedian mm-hmm AP Mike, AP Mike. Have you heard of this guy? Uh, yeah, he works on this show actually. Oh, he. Oh, really? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a uh, like a beer drinking champion. Mm-hmm. No, no, he's a, a producer of this show. Well, he certainly was a beer drinking champion on my flight. On on your flight? Do you remember yeah. where that flight was from? It was from uh, Newark. Okay, yeah, that yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. Andy Garcia. Jerry Garcia Jr. I didn't know he there was a Jerry Garcia Jr. Yes, yeah. And then Little Kiss. And it says yeah. in parentheses Tommy. Yeah, it was it, it was the the little Tommy from Mini Kiss. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's some list. Right? Yeah. Wow. They all love my stuff too. Mhm. Mhm. Hey, uh Billy yeah. You said a, a fan started this Facebook page? I did, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Can I can I ask you a question? Sure, shoot. W- was that fan you by any chance? <sighs> Why are you being such a creep to me? I mean, besides your flagrant comedy envy. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that's that's exactly it. I'm just I'm jealous. It's comedy envy coming through. Yep. Trust trust me, Billy. I'm not I'm not jealous. Oh, you certainly are. And I'll tell you what. What? Just for being mean to me, I'm not going to give you any material tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, what? I have no idea what that means, give me material. Well, you know, I, I believe in giving back to those who create great comedy. Uh-huh. And though I don't really think what you do is great or even qualifies as comedy. Oh, that's that's nice. I, I was willing to help you with some fun ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it just it just enter it just indulge me then, Billy, if if you could. What what uh? G- can you give me an idea that you think would make the show better? Oh sure. Well, you know, the, <laughs> the most obvious thing is that you have to put away that voice modulator. Uh huh. I don't yeah. speak through a voice modulator, Billy. You, there's no way you're you're not using one. It's there's I, there's no way I am using one. I don't use one. This is my voice. Huh. Well, again, we could bat that forth all all night, but I choose not to. Um, here's what else you got to do: you have to step away from the food talk. The what? The food talk. Food talk. Yeah, yeah. You're always talking about about either pizza or candy. Uh huh. And it, it, it's just too much. And you know what you got to do? What's that? You got to do more impressions. More impressions. 
Yeah, I've heard you do some some pretty decent ones. Oh, well, that's nice of you to say. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, here, here's what I think you should do. Okay. Like, I think it would be hilarious if you, I don't know, if you did like, uh, like what what would what would it sound like if if Joe Namath was reviewing uh, the Beach Boys Pet Sounds album? Hmm. So Joe Namath. Yes. Review reviewing pet sounds. Yeah, like I, I I'm with you in a record store, mm-hmm. and you're Joe Namath, and I'm uh, you know we're 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 flipping through the the bees, and we get to the Beach Boys, and uh, I find pet sounds, and I go, you know, I've never heard this, Joe. What do you okay. what do you know about this? So what would Joe Namath say back? Yeah. All right, let me think. Wait, you've never heard Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys? No. You wouldn't believe how good this album is. It's Brian Wilson's masterpiece. He did this album uh, pretty much when the rest of the band was on tour with a lot of session musicians. And uh, it has songs like You Still Believe in Me and uh, Sloop John B. It's... uh. It's really uh, ahead of its time in terms of the orchestration and the lyrical content. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you had me peeing in my khakis. Ew. Oh, my God. I was stamping my super puffy white sneakers on the floor the entire time so hard that my half socks almost flew off. Your half socks? Yeah. Okay. I didn't need to know that detail that oh you were God. wearing half socks. Oh, yeah, so you can see my ankles. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever heard. What? Do you think it makes my uh, my legs look like toddler legs, even though I'm a full-grown adult? It probably looks like either you're half toddler or it looks like you're on the way to the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Either way, either way. That look is a pee dropper. Yuck. Stop that. I don't... You know, your your whole show should be impressions. I'm serious. Well, Billy, there's no way I'm going to do impressions for just uh, for three whole hours. Jeez, I'm trying to help, and you're even less responsive to my ideas than the Davids. Mm -hmm. The Davids. Who are the the Davids? Uh, David Wayne, David Chase, David Simon, David Wolper... David w- David Wayne is the guy who did Wet Hot American Summer. Right. David Chase, you said? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Sopranos. The big guy, yeah. Yeah, and David Simon, uh, equally, uh, is uh, The Wire. Yep, huge. And who was the other David? David Wolper. Yeah, he's kind of old school. He did the, he did the Thornbirds, a lot of those, mini, those, those big hit miniseries. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So they were not responsive to your ideas? No, they sure weren't. Yeah, well, I, I, please don't tell me you actually gave guys like that, what, notes or thoughts? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. Oh, I sure did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give them their food until I pitched and noted them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually I'd sit on the armrest. Until they received all of your, your notes and pitches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Billy, can I ask what, what uh, like, why on earth you would think you have the right to tell these accomplished people, like, how to fix or whatever you're suggesting for their TV shows? You know, I mean, it's no offense, but it kind of implies that you don't know how, how, like, television works. I sure do know how. Uh-huh. How do you, how do you know? Because I've been on TV shows, you dunce nugget. Uh-huh. Really? What what yeah. shows have you been on? Well, uh I started when I was 12. Uh the first show was uh was a little show called Little Shavers. Mhm. Yeah. You started when you were 12, and mm-hmm. what is Little Shavers? Only the first ever Evangelicum. Uh-huh. All right, I'll bite. What is an Evangelicum? Well, it's exactly what it sounds like, son. It's an evangelical sitcom. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I got to say, that sounds like maybe the unfunniest thing I've ever heard. Maybe you're the unfunniest thing I've ever heard! Okay, well, I don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you that much. Okay, well... You know, but it does not sound like a funny <laughs> idea. Well, tell that to Gary Marshall, the creator of the show. Mm-hmm. Gary Marshall? Yup. Really? Yes. The Gary Marshall. The Gary Marshall. Created Lil Shavers. He sure did. Uh-huh. Can you tell us what Little Shavers was? Well, do you remember the character uh, Officer Kirk on Happy Days? Officer Kirk was like the cop who was always giving Fonzie a hard time? Yeah, always giving him a hard time. Uh-huh. Look- Looked like, uh, kind of like if Brian Stack only drank rum for 10 years and didn't really eat anything. Okay. Yeah. So, he was on it? It was his show. He was oh. the star of it. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, Little Shavers was it was a Happy Day spinoff. Oh, wow. So, it was literally Officer Kirk. It was, yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what happens in it, uh, the concept, Officer Kirk retires from the Milwaukee Police Force, and he, of course, inherits a barbershop from his recently passed 130-year-old father. Uh-huh. Wait, yeah. his, how old was his father? 130. Uh, 130 years old. Yeah, it, it's only mentioned once uh, in the fourth verse of the theme song. Wow, that's some theme song. It's a long song, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, Officer Kirk becomes a barber. And I played one of the homeless urchins who he takes in and teaches the ways of, you know, of of, of haircutting and shaving and also hardcore biblical scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how is it that I mean I know a fair amount about TV and how did I never hear of Lil Shavers? Like what what network was Lil Shavers on? It was on ABC. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. See, what happened was Gary Marshall was doing this big expansion on his mansion, mm-hmm. like adding, adding, you know, like a, a wing to it. Okay. And the guy who was doing the roofing, yeah, fell off really high and really hard. Uh huh. Yeah. And this guy, the guy who fell off, he, he was born again. Okay. And so, somehow he put the fear of God into Gary Marshall uh-huh. that, that that it was Gary's fault that it happened. And that he was not only going to sue Gary Marshall, but he was going to have him smited into the pit of deepest Hades. Okay. Yeah. And then he t- he told Gary that the only way out 
was for him to uh, to produce this Christian TV show, and he had to come up with it too. So Gary agreed, and he really quickly, you know, he came up with and got this this show greenlit, and it was primed to be the biggest thing of the seventies. Little shavers. It was, yeah. Uh-huh. Is what what happened? Why was it not the biggest thing of the seventies? Well, then Evil Knievel beat up that reporter. Wait, okay, Evil Knievel, the yeah. daredevil. He beat up a guy writing a book about him. He like beat him with a bat. Yeah. Um, and then got sent to jail for that. I don't understand what that has to do with uh, little shavers, though. Well, you, you were alive in 1977, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. Well, then you remember that the Knievel Battery Trial was the biggest media event ever. Bigger than the Lindbergh baby. Way bigger than the OJ trial that would is, be. That is not even remotely true. Sure it is. That is. That I, that I will... I'm going to say that's not true at all. We could bat that back and forth all night. Mm-hmm. But I choose not to. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it wasn't, though. It sure was. It was on the news all the time. And there were all these Evil Knievel specials that the networks would do, and Little Shavers kept getting preempted all the time. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So Little Shavers was supposed to air, and then they kept interrupting for reports about the Evil Knievel battery trial? They did, yeah. What he was wearing, what his jumpsuit looked like. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what liquid dripped out of his cane that day. That's right. He did have a cane that doubled as a as a flask. You know what you should do right now? What's that? I would love to hear Evil Knievel. Um, Evil Knievel, let's see. Talk about the merits of Nick Mason's drumming. Hmm. Trying to think what Evil Knievel sounds like. He just—it's kind of flat and boring. Yeah, super world weary. Well, first of all, you have to realize Nick Mason. After he did the live at Pompeii show, he uh, and the workout he got doing uh, that one long song echoes. It's two parter. He uh, he swore he'd never play faster than a heartbeat after that. You bastard. <laughs> These khakis were brown a minute ago, and now they're black. Oh, that's gross. Oh, man. Uh-huh. It was my fault for asking for it. You asked for it. I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Well. Yeah, that was great. I, oh, well, thank you. So, anyway, the show the show gets delayed, like, every week. And by the by the time the 12th episode aired... Little Shavers ended up being a solid 180 from where it started. Mm-hmm. Hey, how, you know, I did so? that right. You did the... I, the I one... always say a 360. Uh-huh, which means it goes back. Yeah, but I did it right this time, didn't uh-huh. I? Yeah, you did, because it would be the opposite of where it is. How how was it a 180 from where it started off? Well, it, it began as the aforementioned Evangelicom, and it ended up as a full-blown sit cult. A sit. What is a sit cult? Well, you know, in the late seventies, 
people were getting into some really dark stuff that they shouldn't have gotten into. Mm-hmm. You know, drugs and just bad energy. And Gary Marshall was was not immune to that. Okay. He got in with all these really dark characters, kind of like an Anton LaVey sort of deal. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he was in some dark spots. And uh, so, you know, that plays into this. Little Shavers, it tanks. Mm-hmm. But not before I ended up being a guest on this other crazy show that, that Gary was doing called Jones and Jones. Jones and what is Jones and Jones? Jones and, and Jones was a cult rioty show. Cult rioty. Yeah. What what is a cult rioty show? Well, uh, a variety show in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. But this one was hosted by George and Jim Jones. Uh huh. Yeah. George. George Jones, the I, I'm assuming you mean country uh, legend George Jones. I do, but I'm I'm hoping you don't mean Jim Jones, like the Jonestown Jim Jones. I do. Uh huh. So they did a show together. Oh yeah, yeah. That's insane. It was wild, you know. And a lot of people don't know this about Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. Super funny, great actor. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. What a creep. Yeah, well, he wore the sunglasses all the time, so you couldn't really tell what was going on. Kind of like, uh, uh, you know, Glenn Danzig, you see him wearing sunglasses a lot. He, mm-hmm. he wears, he's the only guy I ever let wear sunglasses on my flights. So you make everybody else take sunglasses off? It's a show of respect. Uh-huh. Yeah. To just take their take the shades off. Exactly, yeah. Uh-huh. This show sounds disturbing. Well, it, it was, and I got to tell you, they only shot two episodes, mm-hmm. and I was in the first one. You were in the first episode of this thing. I was with the same one. The Sex Pistols were on. What do you, wait? What do you mean the Sex Pistols? They were on a. They were not on any sort of national USA TV show. That sure, was... they were. They were on this. No, they weren't. They sure were. They played Anarchy in the UK, and then they were in this really bawdy sketch where um, Susan Anton played a, a bikini-clad country girl selling these giant melons on Ugh. the side of the road, uh-huh. and I played her little brother, Jed. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so let me let me guess. If she's selling melons. You'll never guess what this sketch entailed. Never. She's holding the melons up. Yes. Right. And they're like they're like chest high. Wait, have you seen this? No, I haven't. I'm just huh. guessing. Yeah, that sounds really. It's it's not hard to guess that. Oh. So and then the it, Sex Pistols were in that skit. Also, they were. They were. Yeah. And what did they play? People buying melons. Yeah, they were just uh, this this English punk band traveling through Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember any lines that they had? By any oh yeah, time? I think. Um, yeah, at one point Steve Jones goes, uh, and, and you know they, they had to like bleep a lot of his stuff. You know, mm-hmm. he said, "Right, look at them melons. Right, I'd like to get into that lot." That was Some, something tells me I'm going to have a melon party tonight. Right, right, John. And yeah, he, I I figured first of all I would have if I I would have bet the farm he would have started off saying right, yeah oh yeah, yeah and then I knew it would end with him talking to other members in like a very kind of like insider thing that he won't kind of like mumbly to the rest of the group right yeah 
And was the rest of the group, I'm going to guess, looking at their shoes for a lot of it? They were, yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Paul Cook, he, he yells out. Yeah, I had to bleep melons. Yeah, I had to bleep that. Oh, that, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I had well, to bleep that. It was sick stuff. Uh huh. But you know, I'll tell you, man, that was a crazy day. And uh, though I didn't do anything, I, I still consider it the night I lost my sexual and emotional virginity. Ugh. Why are you talking about that on the? Well, the, on the publicly. Just rapping with you. you yeah. Know? Well. Those are the things maybe you keep in your head, and you don't you don't always have to share everything with everyone. Well, you know, I, hey, if you're going to charge me for thought crimes, guilty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that show sounds insane. What thought crimes? The Cannibal Cup? No, the Jones and Jones uh, variety oh. show. Well, you know, George didn't even show up for the second show. Uh huh. And Jim was super mad because he had to carry it. Uh huh. But um, I'll tell you, he did do this incredibly cool duet with Van Morrison. Okay. Yeah, it was on a uh, on a uh, medley of you know of then current hits like uh, I'm trying to think what what was in there. Uh, I'm your boogeyman, uh, Car Wash, uh, the Star Wars theme by Miko. Remember that? Uh, what else did they do? Walk This Way, Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult. That is the. So it's Jim Jones, the cult leader, and yes. Van Morrison doing a duet on Car Wash. Yeah, and they had to do like seven takes this thing because Van was laughing so hard. He was having such a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that is insane. Jim was was like tussling his hair up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Van loved it. Yeah. He was laughing. I'm sure. It sounds like it was. Over. he's such a, such a gregarious generous spirit yeah he is yeah i heard there's a new box set that's out of him doing just of like his of like a live shows he was doing and in one disc is just him complaining about people asking him to play astral weeks i think you're right yeah like one disc is just on stage dialogue him explaining why he's not playing it yeah the, uh, that disc i believe is called sour van <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but I'll tell you, man, that show was a disaster. Okay, yeah. And uh, sure sounds like and it. I, I was so disillusioned mm-hmm. after both of those fiascos that I just, you know, I, I just had to throw my hands up and say thanks to showbiz. Wait, you had to say what? No thanks. Uh huh. No thanks to showbiz. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Oh, there's some beeping going on. That's weird. You getting some calls? I don't know what that is. Like C-3PO. Yeah. I've never seen a Star Wars. You've never seen a Star Wars movie? Nope. Do you know which one C-3PO is? I think he is the bear. No, that's Chewbacca. Uh, uh-huh. C-3PO, oh, is the woman. Mm-hmm. No. Hey, uh, Billy, did you really say no thanks to showbiz? No, showbiz said no thanks to me. Uh-huh. But I'll tell you, by this point, yeah, the biz had totally changed, you know. And um, I'll tell you, it got so bad that I told off Aaron Spelling at dinner one night. Really? I'm serious, yeah. What? what how did that go? Well, I, I got up and I said, that's it, Aaron. I'm out. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what did he say to that? 
because he's a pretty powerful guy. I know, but you know, he pretended not to hear me. Mm-hmm. Wait, how could he pretend not to hear you if you were like having dinner with him? Well, technically, I wasn't actually at the table with him. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where were you then? What's that? Wait. Across the parking lot. Stop, mu- stop, stop mumbling, through. Billy. Where were you? I was at the Arby's next to the Palm. Okay. And I yelled it to him from across the parking lot while I was flagrantly stealing car stereos. Uh-huh. Why? Yeah, so you're stealing car stereos, and you see Aaron Spelling sitting at at the at the Palm. Yeah. An expensive uh, L.A. restaurant. Very chic, yes. And you, you Susan yelled... Susan Anton was there at that, too. Uh-huh. Susan, Susan Anton was all over the place back then. She was. You know who she was with? Who? Paul Weller. Hmm. That's a weird pairing. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't Mowell. It was Ratscabies. That's even that's even a weirder pairing. Yeah. I don't know what that beeping is. Um. Uh. Yeah. Well, I I can't believe. <clears throat> what is that? I'm gonna fix that. I, I'm sorry, Billy. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I, I have um, all night. Yeah. Well. So you yell at him. Yeah. From across the restaurant. That's not exactly you quitting show business. Well, but, but look, let's, let's talk about more like current things, I guess. Sure, sure, sure. You, you're, you're at Southwest Airlines. That's correct. When, when did you, uh, kind of change, uh, pass and start with, when did you become a flight attendant? Uh, 2006. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was going on for like the almost, it must've been 40 years then. Between showbiz and and uh, Southwest Airlines, hmm. what were you doing uh, for the rest of that time? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you don't know? It's like thirty eight, thirty nine years of your life. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Hey, what what did you say your last name was, Billy? Merkleworth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just gotta. What are you doing? Just, uh. Just Googling something here. There's a picture of you here. Where? On Google. Uh. It looks like you. It looks like uh, it's in the 80s. You're. In a wetsuit? Feeding a walrus. It's like at a, it's in the, it says it's Ocean Town. <laughs> what? 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 What is going on? What? Calm down. Calm down. What's wrong? I, I don't know. I don't remember anything about working at Ocean Town. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I'm seeing another picture here. You, you look a little older than in the the Ocean Town one. It's like a. I do. You're wearing like a superhero costume. It looks like a movie still. What? Hold on. Ugh. Were you wait, Billy? Can I ask a question? I mean this in the most polite way possible. Were you like a? Were you an adult film actor? What? What 
are you talking about? Well, there's it's no. a, it's clearly a picture of you, and across the chest in the superhero, it says Cap, ugh, Captain Beef, and then it's like a play on heart. Captain. Captain... Captain Spell- B E E F H A R D. Not- <laughs> oh my god. Wait. Wait, when was this? I mean, it looks like it's like the late 90s. I don't remember that. <laughs> why are you if you don't re- why are you screaming then? I don't know. I don't remember it, but it's like it hit some kind of emotional button for me or something. Mm-hmm. Weird. This is just like the Born Identity. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, it sounds just like the Born Identity, where where, where he the memory is piecing back together for us. But th- that's a spy, not a uh, not a former child actor. But we could bat this back and forth all night. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, for one, choose not to. All right. Well, look, there's there's another picture here. Um, what is it? I'm not even sure how to phrase this one. Were you? I'm just gonna say it. Were you? Were you in a, a late period lineup of of Limp Biscuit? Stop <laughs> <laughs> screaming! Yeah, it's a it's the back cover of an album they did in 2005 called The Unquestionable Truth Part One, and it's it's clearly you, and you're wearing giant jean shorts and a baseball cap, and. You're playing like it looks like a seven-string bass. Ah, I don't remember that at all. Oh my god, what's happened to me? This is just like the Born Identity Two, the search for Mike's last name, right? I don't think that's the name of the second Born Identity movie. Yes, yes, it is. And it, it, there's that scene where, where Mike has that flashback at, at where he's, he's, he's in a puddle of mud and he doesn't remember it at first. Uh-huh. That's not anything to do with any of the Born movies. Sure it is. It, it, no, it's definitely not. I'm almost positive. Well, I'm, I'm certainly positive. That, wait. What? What? No. What's going on? Oh man, Billy. These, yeah. What's oh. up? These unfunny civilians have their collective panties in a bunch because they're scalding hot coffee spraying out of the air vents again. Uh huh. Wait, are, are you actually in the air right now? This is an actual flight. Oh yeah, yeah. Why? Because we've been talking for like a half hour at this point, and you've just been. Oh jeez. I thought you'd be, you should be doing your job. I am doing my job, uh-huh. but you know, so, well, sometimes we, when I'm deep in thought, yeah, and I'm working up my, uh, my drink service set, I accidentally reroute the scalding coffee from the percolator to the air vents, you know, instead of the coffee pots, and you'd be surprised how often that happens. Uh-huh. Hang on, let me go in the bathroom real quick. Hang on. Well, so you're, so everybody on the plane is getting burnt? Well, define burnt. There's scalding hot coffee flying in their faces. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds terrible. But I I don't even know what to say. I guess I I hope everybody's okay and I guess at least it's not spraying into the cockpit. I know, right? Right. That's yeah. I guess if there's any positive side to any of this. I know. Yeah. Hot, right? Oh no. Those flyboys are getting jobbing up there in the cockpit! This bird's out of control! 
Billy? Billy. 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 Wow, Billy. Hope he's okay. Hmm. Well, the show is weird and getting weirder. Thanks again for listening to Best Show Best. And I want to thank Martin DeGrell for supervising the episodes of Best Show Best. And of course, much thanks to Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martine Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, and of course, John Worcester. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Marsha Newmeyer. And uh, yeah, you, the best show listener. Thank you. And if you like this, check out the full show every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight at thebestshow.net and support the best show, patreon.com slash thebestshow. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.